Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for small business, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals. From MSNBC's Your Business to Inc.com, Fit Small Business, uh, People First, a whole host of, of other sites, uh, this podcast is enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. This is mainly due to the wonderful guests who uh, I have had the pleasure of speaking with over the years. These are folks who have expertise in certain areas of business, and they give of their time and their knowledge to join me for a conversation so that all of you can uh, learn and discover the things that you need and want so that you can be more successful. Today is no different. My guest today is Johnny Cooper, British entrepreneur, piano player, international racing driver, and business coach. Johnny Cooper is the founder of johnnyhatesmarketing.com helping transformation professionals find more of their ideal clients more easily. Since growing a business to eight figures and exiting, Johnny's been supporting coaches, trainers, therapists, and consultants who are serious about growing their practice and enjoying a life of effortless abundance. He's also the voice behind the legendary Johnny Hates Marketing Facebook group and swears that he really, really does. Hate marketing, that is. Johnny, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you. Thanks for that swell intro. Let's just hope I can live up to it with the rest of the broadcast. <laughs> I know that you can. I am sure that you can. So I, I, I love this whole, I was telling you this before we started to air that I love this Johnny Hates Marketing, um, uh, partly because I think a lot of people hate marketing. I think unless you're like a marketing yeah. professional, a lot of small business owners hate it because they either don't get it or it's changed so much that they feel like now there's a whole lot of other things they need to know. It, you know, it's just, it's gotten sort of to be not so much fun. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? As you said, unless you earn your living from marketing, um, marketing is no more than a means to an end and, uh, you know, a very complex and stressful and overwhelming means at that it can be, can't it? Yeah. Exactly. So what's the one fatal mar uh, mistake that you see most business owners make when they're starting out? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's pretty simple because I, I, I do a, a big part of my coaching and teaching is around this. The biggest mistake they make is simply that they start marketing too soon before they have anything to market. And I describe my, my three pillars of before marketing or my three pillars of effortless marketing, I sometimes call it. And uh, the three pillars are things you have to have in place as a you know foundational part of your business um, in order to actually have something to market. So you're not completely wasting your time marketing and waste, wasting your money. So the, the three pillars respectively are um, understanding what it is that you do. So the what, um, and by that I mean, you know, what is your superpower? What do you bring to the world? What huge problem do you solve or desire do you satisfy? Um, 
And, uh, you know, many, many people are not clear on that. I'll, go, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if you meet uh, someone at a networking uh, event and you say, then what do you do? And they say, I'm a coach or I'm a business coach or I'm a life coach. You know, that, that ultimately tells you next to nothing about what they do. <laughs> and <laughs> it's very, very well and very unappealing. I, I actually did that years ago. I was that guy. Someone said to me, Johnny, what do you do? And, I said, I'm a business coach. And the guy said, that sounds boring. <laughs> and I, I was amazed. I was, I was flabbergasted, as we say in the, in the UK. My, my gast was flabbered. And um, yeah, and I, I just went away from that meeting thinking, well, you know, he's a bit rude, this guy. You know, he's a bit forthright. But if he thinks like that, maybe lots of other people are thinking that as well without, without saying it, you know. So I started thinking about, you know, what it was that I, I, I truly did and, you know, what I enjoyed doing and what my, what my superpower was and, and indeed who, who it was for. And in fact, that brings us to the second pillar, which is, which is your who. And, um, you know, if you say to somebody, who do you work with? And they start their answer to that question with, oh, well, anybody who dot, dot, dot. You, you know that they, they haven't thought about that. You know, they haven't defined their ideal client. We call it the client avatar, you know, in the work that I do. Um, so that, that what and the who together are absolutely fundamental. And, you know, I, I've, I've been refining that now over the last five years. And currently, if somebody says to me, what do you do? I, I'll say, well, I, I help transformation professionals. I help coaches, trainers, therapists, and consultants who are serious about finding more of their ideal clients more easily without paid advertising. So, you know, that's my what and my who combined. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and unless you can be that clear and that concise, no, number one, the person you're talking to has no idea whether you'll be of any use to him. And, and number two, you, you don't go to the market either with any clarity in your message, with any purpose, with any real direction or any real, you know, incentive to market to people who might truly need what, what you do. So th th those two things are both an internal necessity and an external necessity when you when you're talking to people, because you know when somebody asks you that question, and th th this is this is my big realization really from the blunders I made in the past. When somebody says, "What do you do?" they're not actually inquiring about your profession. They don't care what you do. They care what you can do for them. That's the purpose of that question, isn't it? Uh, yeah. they're actually they're actually calibrating whether it's worth spending any more time talking to you or not on the yeah. basis that you might have something that they need so just saying you're a coach is is you know a crazy way to answer that question and, and completely purposeless basically so th those are the first two pillars basically in understanding what you do and who it's for and then when you've nailed that the third pillar which is what i bring into all my coaching and teaching for my clients is you know how you deliver it so in other words, productizing your services. And it's very, very easy to be lazy about this as a, as a therapist or a coach or a trainer and just start talking about, you know, I sell sessions and, you know, hourly rates and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, here's the news on that. People don't buy ideas. They buy products. Yeah, people hmm. will not buy the idea that you can help them. They might buy a program you know, an actual method of you helping them. Uh, it, you know, it, it's like walking into a supermarket and just imagine all the tins on the shelf on one side were um, silver. They had no labels on them. You'd no idea what was inside, but you, you kind of had an idea maybe it was food, you know? So you, once in a while you might get so starving that you grab a tin and open it and see what's inside it. Um, on the other shelf, on the other side, there's a row of tins, you know, and... In the UK, I don't know whether this is a brand over there, but it might say Heinz baked beans with um, barbecue sausages in tomato sauce. So you know exactly what's in it. You know, it's a product. It's productized, isn't it? So, you know, I think coaches who don't have a signature program are missing a huge trick. They're making their life much more difficult. All their work is in front of them if they're trying to convince anyone to buy what it is they do. So, you know, as an example, I'm not, I'm not saying this just to, you know, promote it, but my program is called The Client Attraction Blueprint. So anybody buying that knows what they're getting. They're getting a blueprint, which will show them how to attract clients. Right. It is the heart of what I do.
So, you know, productize your stuff. So th those are the three pillars in a nutshell, just to summarize that what it is you do, who it's for, very precisely, who is it for? Uh, and thirdly, how are you going to deliver it? Productize the hell out of it. So if someone interested in what you do has then got something to buy from you. And once you've got those three pillars in place, you can then start marketing, you know, which I hate and most people hate still, but it's a damn sight easier with those three things in place. In fact, it's now possible rather than improbable to, to actually start marketing something that people are buying. Okay. Um, those are terrific. And I want to go back to the second one yeah. because you mentioned, and I thought this was so incredibly valuable that um, knowing who is an internal and external necessity. Yes. And I, I would love it if you would talk a little bit more about that and explain to the listeners why that is um, in both. I mean, I think the external, maybe they get, but, but that internal necessity, I'm not mm. sure people get. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll illustrate it with an example, actually, a bit of a case study. So one of my clients is a, a very talented uh, yoga teacher. And I know he's talented, actually, because he's, he's teaching me. <laughs> so I, I, I take some of his, his, uh, his stuff. He's, he's um, developed a program, and I'm one of the guinea pigs, um, as you'd expect. You know, he, he trusts me to give him honest, uh, honest feedback. Um, so he's a yoga teacher, and... You know, he was running classes in his local area, which was attracting, you know, a very wide range of people who felt that they might benefit from yoga. So as I do, when we first got together and he became a client of mine and we started the program, I, I asked him to do a, a deep dive into who his ideal client was. And, you know, he started with <laughs> from the point of well, anybody who and I said, hold on, now, slow down. Who's your ideal client? You know, look back and think of the one interaction you've had with the client where A, you really enjoyed it. B, they really enjoyed it. They got a massive transformational impact. And C, they paid you handsomely. And he went, oh, yeah, that would be this guy who blah, blah, blah. He described this guy, and it turned out this guy was a stressed out senior executive in uh, a fintech company in the UK, near, near to where he lives. You know, so a financial technology company, um, stressed out senior executive, C-level executive, you call them in the States, don't you? So um, we said, well, why, why don't we try and find a few more of these people then? If that was a kind of ideal client interaction for you, let's see if we can clone him. So a little way into the program, we started looking at tools and strategies and we we jumped on LinkedIn, which is a wonderful platform for, you know, finding people by profession. And we just did a little search just as an exercise for CEOs in his hometown. It's a town called Romford in Essex in the UK. And we pushed the button and LinkedIn returned 1,000 people who were CEOs in his hometown, right? So within seven miles of where he lived, 1,000 people. So if he's looking to clone that client interaction where let's just remember, remind ourselves, he enjoyed it. The client got a load out of it and the client paid him handsomely. Then there's a thousand people to go at to start with. But how were we able to do that? Well, because we moved him away from the mindset of thinking that he helps, um, he helps anybody who's stressed, you know, anybody who wants to yeah. learn yoga. Uh, to thinking about what actually distinguishes his ideal clients. What are their characteristics, their definable characteristics, which will enable us to find more of them? I mean, that's the logical way to look at it, isn't it? Once, if, if, you, if you let yourself believe that you can help anybody who wants to learn yoga, then how on earth are you going to find those people? You can't find anybody and everybody. I don't know a tool that, that, that's effective at doing that. I don't know a strategy right. to do that. You know, I, I, I haven't, uh, you know, I'm not a wizard. I'm not a marketing magician. I can't, <laughs> I can't suddenly line up people outside your door who are going to buy from you unless, you unless you give me something to go on. So, you know, if you say to me, Johnny, look, you know, I want to find a stressed out senior executives who, you know, who perhaps have just changed their job. So they're even more stressed because they're in a new role. Then there are tools that can help us do that, aren't there? You know, LinkedIn. Right. Um, another example, right? A client of mine 
she she helps people get over um, trauma, and that's where she came to me from that point. You know, and I thought, well, I'm not sure that's a massively distinguishing characteristic. So we did the deep dive. You know, who who who's the client looking back who you've really helped the most? You enjoyed and they paid you. And she said, well, it was this guy who'd just been made redundant. And, uh, you know, he had a, a very low self-esteem. Uh, the, the redundancy procedure had, had kicked the hell out of him. You know, he, he felt that he was worthless. Um, he, he was mourning for all his colleagues who he felt he was bereaved from, you know, because he, he no longer met these people every single day. He no longer talked with these people every day. He said it was like a mass bereavement, like they'd all died, you know. Yeah. So how powerful is that? So I said to my client, Marlena, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman, such a wonderful heart-centered coach. I said, well, there's your answer then. You help people who've been made redundant. And over the period of the of, of the of her program with me, we created a program for her called Joyful Redundancy, which is a complete flip on, you know, the misery of redundancy, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah. Spend six weeks with Marlena now. She will turn your redundancy around from, you know, a miserable, you know, um, death of your previous existence and life to the, the, the joy of being free from working for a company that you didn't really like, actually. The, the misery of commuting every day, 35 miles in each direction. You know, um, the misery of doing something which is getting you nowhere apart from lining somebody else's pockets. Yeah. And, yeah. and paying you, paying your bills just about to the yeah. joy of, of being self-employed, doing anything you want. Yeah. Bringing wow. your wonderful gift to the world. So she runs a program now called joyful redundancy and she, she hangs out in redundancy support groups on Facebook. Right. There's, there's one in the States, I think, which has got like 35,000 members people who've been wow. made redundant who are all moping around miserable chins on the ground right um wondering what they're going to do with the rest of their lives Melinda jumps in there every now and again comments on somebody's post says hey guys here i am you know um do any of you see the upside to redundancy and when she posts something like that there's maybe a hundred people answer that post and go right now i can't see the wood for the trees i can't see through this fog you know, I can't see how I'm going to turn my life around. So there's an audience for Marlena to talk to every single day. And she's pulling out two, three, four, five, six clients, ideal clients of hers every single week from Facebook groups. And why is she able, wow. to, why is she able to do that? Because she's got her who. She's worked out who she works with, who her ideal client is. People who've been made redundant. So look, guys, you know, this is not rocket science. This is about who have you helped in the past where you've had a massive transformational benefit, where you've enjoyed working with them and they've paid you handsomely. And when you tick those three boxes, just clone those people, work out where they are, where do those people hang out? What distinguishing features do they have? And believe me, you know, being stressed isn't, isn't a distinguishing feature. Somebody who's a bit stuck isn't a distinguishing feature. And I have coach after coach say to me, I help people who are a bit stuck. I want to shake them by the shoulders and go, come on. What, what are you talking about? How are you going to find people who are a bit stuck? Right. Good, good luck with that. You know, try searching Facebook for people who are a bit stuck. Seriously. It ain't going to happen, is it? It ain't going to happen. So, you know, that's the power of the who, Diane. And, and thank you for asking me to open that up because that's actually probably the most important, isn't it? The most yeah. important. Yeah, you it know, really if, is. If you show up at work every day and say, I help people who've just been made redundant, then you, you, that's a, a great piece of information to motivate yourself, isn't it? Because you, exactly. you, know, you know what you're looking for. Then. You know what you're doing. You're opening the door to your office and switching the light on with a real purpose. I'm going to find exactly. some more people. I'm going to find some more people today who've just been made redundant. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you can tell other people and they get it as opposed yeah. to being so they general they that, get it. Vague that no one can land on it. They get it. Have you ever been at a party where somebody says I'm a business coach and you go, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah see you later that's the that's the guy in the room that nobody wants to talk to isn't it yeah yeah for sure well that and the insurance guy and the financial planner and yeah yeah because they tell you what they do well they they tell you their position Mm. they don't tell you what they do they tell you what their title is exactly so you know that that question if any of your listeners are in any doubt let's just reiterate that when somebody says to you what do you do that isn't actually the question they're asking. They're not interested in what you do. They're not interested in what you do. They're just not very good at framing a question. What they actually mean is, how can you help me make my life better? Right. Right. That's what they mean. So tell them. Don't tell them what you do. Tell them how you can make their life better. (laughs) Okay. So, so this is so awesome. So, Thank you. Thank you so much for those three pillars. And thanks for going a little deeper on, on the one. Do you also say that there are three key freedoms that every business owner should be shoot, shooting for? And I was wondering if you would share those as well. Oh, yeah. The, the, the power of three. It's all there, isn't it? These, these acronyms, these yeah. three letter acronyms. Um, th- there is some psychology behind that in the way that our brains are wired up. Actually, we like things in, in, in threes, basically. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the three key freedoms, sometimes called uh, independences, if that's a plural, <laughs> are things that we're all shooting for. Look, financial freedom, call it financial independence if you want. And um, whatever that means to you, you know, as an individual, you know, for some people, they'll say, oh, if I can pay up my mortgage, I'll be free, you know. Or if I've got enough money left after I've paid the bills to go on a holiday you go on a break you know i gotta say vacation i don't know if you americans uh go on a vacation uh, you know once every three months or something like that so you know whatever financial freedom looks like um write it down define it you know it's like uh what we talked about before you know defining your purpose defining your avatar define what financial freedom would look like you know write it down draw a picture whatever you need to do so that's the first freedom um, the, the other freedom is time freedom. So, you know, how many people start a business and then chain themselves to it? Just give themselves a job, in other words, you know, so that they're yeah. working all the hours that the good Lord sends us uh, in their business rather than working on their business, you know. Um, and it, it, it's, it's sad, really, to see people who've, who've done this, you know, and, uh, you know, stressing themselves and creating stress in all the meaning of that word, you know, in their body and their mind and their, their, their physical being so that they just wear themselves out completely. And, you know, either just get exhausted or, or, you know, or worse, you know, make themselves ill or, or, or kill themselves, you know, because, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the realization for me is, is this, that when you, when you, when you go into business, you, you, you're, what you're doing is you're creating your own little world. You're creating a world, you know, yourself. It's self-created. And, uh, you know, the, the game is yours. You make the rules. So you decide everything about that business, including, you know, how much time you spend in it, <laughs> what you do with your time. Um, and, and ultimately, and this is another podcast altogether, but I think success is a choice. You know, you can choose to be successful or you can just choose to go yeah. to work. You can just choose to go to work every day and just do stuff, you know. So time freedom is something that we should be, we should really be shooting for. And another, another kind of, you know, a three letter acronym here around time freedom is um, ADA. So this is, this is one of my mantras. It's written on my board on the wall, actually in big letters. ADA stands for automate, delegate and abdicate. Right, so that, oh, those, that's that, great. That's the path that I'm going on. Right, automate everything that can be automated, and we're alive at a point in history where, you know, um, like never before, no generation of business owners have had access to the remarkable digital tools that are out there now. You know, from simple calendar scheduling to email automation. You know, but I mean, everything can be automated, can't it? And everything that can be automated in your business should be. Don't do anything that a machine can do. That's just silly, right? The next level then is delegation. So stuff that you don't have to do, but somebody else could do, should be delegated to somebody else, right? So that you only do what only you can do. That's the only sensible approach to a business, isn't it? Only do what only you can do. And if somebody else can do it, let them do it. 
The third level, abdication, takes another another whole mindset altogether. I haven't got there yet, but I will do. And that's where the stuff that only you can do, you train somebody else to do it. So in my business, it's the coaching delivery. Yeah, so I can wow. train I can ultimately train another coach to deliver my programs just swinging back a bit, you know, to the, the three pillars, you know, how you deliver it. If you build a program, you can write that program down, can't you? You can create a system around it. You can create an operations manual around the program and get someone else to do it. So that's the third level of, of time freedom, which is abdication. So you just step back and you have other people delivering all your services for you. So, yeah, automation, delegation, and abdication, those three together give you time freedom, which is the second second freedom. Um, the, the, the other freedom, which you can practice from the start, this is really a choice, is location freedom. All right, you know, people complain about being stuck in their stuffy little office or, you know, I hate this country, it snows all the time if you live in Canada, you know, or it rains all the time if you live in England, you know, it literally does rain most of the time. Um, so don't put up with that, you know, build a business that you can run from anywhere in the world. And that's another great privilege of being alive at this point in history, isn't it? Where, you know, if you've got a laptop and an internet connection, you can work from anywhere. And yeah. I do that. I started 2018 in Tenerife, which is a wonderful subtropical paradise in the Canary Islands, just off the coast of Africa. Um, in my apartment down there, I spent a couple of weeks in January down there. It was bloody freezing in the UK and it was marvelous in Tenerife. You know, it was like, let me do the conversion about 78 degrees or something like that in Fahrenheit. Wow. Uh, and that's in January, man. Yeah. So that, that, that that's good. Since then, I, I've spent part of April in Marbella in southern Spain, which again is another, another nice sunny place. Um, next month, I'm going to Italy to uh, Tuscany, to a city called, a town called Luca, which is just wonderful in the, in the summertime, you know. And I'm taking my laptop with me. I'm running my business from there. It feels like a blooming vacation because you know, life should be a vacation, shouldn't it? Um, but I'm going to run all my coaching from there. I'm going to do all my marketing from there. Everything that I do normally will be just done in the sun, you know. So um, location freedom is the third one. So definitely, yeah, financial freedom, time freedom that comes from automation, delegation and application and, and location freedom. Those are the three freedoms that you can create in the business if you choose to. That's really great. I, I would think that the abdication one is the hardest. Oh, man, tell me about it. I'm not, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there because it takes, it takes courage, you know, once you've told yourself the story right. that, that once you've told yourself the story that only you can do that, um, to, to switch your mind off from that and go, ah, that's not really true. <laughs> Somebody else can do it. You know, that, that, that's the boldest step, isn't it? For any business owner, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I hear a lot of owners say, you know, that they'll, they'll want to hire a salesperson, but they'll say, but they won't do it the same way I do. And it's like, right, right they're not going to do it the same way you do. But, but as long as they're doing it well, yeah. they don't have to do it the same way you're oh, doing man. it. It's really interesting you said that, actually, because um, when, I, when, I, when I had my big business, you, you kindly mentioned my day, eight-figure business for, for, you know, for, for what that counts for. It was back at the turn of the century. I sold it in 2003. <laughs> but we, we built up a sales force um, with um, 85 people in it. And we floundered along with that exactly that misapprehension that you've just described for the first year, because my business partner and I had found the business were really, really good at, sell, at selling, right? We'd nailed it. We had nailed it. It's the one thing that we did better than anybody that we ever met before or since, right? Um, so we took a salesperson and gave him the same number of leads that we were working on a monthly basis. And he was selling half what we did. And we just went, we can't do this. It's ridiculous. What a waste of leads that is. But then the penny dropped. We had a sensible conversation over a glass of beer one evening. And we said, hang on a minute. If he's 50% as good as we are, why don't we get two of him? And then that'll replace one of us. Why don't we get four of him and that'll replace both of us? And we went, yeah, bingo, that's it. Yeah. So fast forward five years, we had 85 of him 
So we were selling 40 times what we could have sold wow. by ourselves. Yeah. There's your answer. And like you say, like you say, as long as they're good enough, they're good enough, aren't they? No, nobody can be you. I'm talking to you, Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener as a business owner. Nobody's ever going to be you because you're brilliant. You started the business. Yeah. You know that blooming business from one end to the other. And not only that, but because it's your business, you try harder. Yeah, you, try, you, right. try, you try harder every single day than anybody you're ever going to employ. Because yeah. if the person you employ tries as hard as you, he's going to run his own business, isn't he? He's not going to be working yeah, for you for very long. So Diane, absolutely right. 100% aligned with you there. You know, accept some dilution in the abdication process, please. These people are never going to be as good as you. They're certainly not going to be you, are they? No. So just get on and do it. That's no reason not to do it. That's no reason not to right. do business with with people who are even a fraction as committed as you are. You still got to get them in the business to, to grow, haven't you? Right, exactly. And and I love this thing about um, delegate everything that doesn't require you first, right? Like people yeah. really have to realize, okay, am I really the only person who can do this? No, I don't think so. And that's go right. ahead and give it to somebody else. And that, that's a great first step. Yeah. In that and then, then the, the, the abdication is like delegation on steroids. You know, yeah. it's like completely stepping back and going, hang on a minute, if I could delegate A, B, and C, I could probably delegate X, Y, and Z as well if I really tried, if I really worked exactly. at it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to trust, right? Yeah, you got to trust. You got to be brave and just try it. I mean, you know, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Seriously, right? And as long as you're paying attention to it, sure. if you run into a snag, you're going to know right away, yeah. and you just take action. Yeah, I think I think you know the, the the deeper and more important the task, and probably probably the more obvious to your clients the task, the more impactful on your clients the task, the more attention you've got to pay to it. You know, if you're going to delegate it to someone else. So that there's backroom yeah. stuff which your clients are never going to see if it goes wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, but then the, the the really brave stuff, you know, like the selling, as we mentioned, you know, the coaching, you know, the delivery of your products, um, of your services, you know, um, you, you have to, as you've said, pay pay more attention to that, you know, and just just be more engaged. But hey, it's doable, and and it and it's something you should do, I guess, if you want to grow. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep, and you went into business for yourself. That was a brave move, anyway. So, mm. don't don't get squeamish now. Once yeah, don't bail out right. on us now. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right, I have to take a quick sponsor break, and then I have some more questions for you. Sure. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are The Boomerang Principle by Lee Carraher and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we are speaking with Johnny Cooper about effortless marketing. And Johnny, earlier you were talking about um, one of your clients who um, was using Facebook to build their business um, and they weren't using advertising. And I was wondering if you could give us, you know, just talk to us about how does someone actually go about building engagement on Facebook without the whole ad thing? Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I think for, for anyone who's comp contemplating ads as well, um, it's, it's a mistake to do that straight away before you've tested the platform for organic engagement. Um, well, what I mean by that is this, that um, understanding who your ideal client is and what you can do for them um, is at the heart of a, a successful Facebook ad. 
Um, now, I, I don't use Facebook ads in this business. I have done in the past for, for other niches. But if you're, if you're a transformation professional, so you're a coach, a trainer, a consultant, or a freelancer who works you know, directly as a service deliverer uh, to your clients, then you, you might never need to advertise. You might never need to pay for advertising. Um, because when, when you structure a product, um, and we, we mentioned this in the in the three pillars to start with, if you remember there, you know, what you do, who it's for, and how you deliver it. When you structure your delivery um, uh, method as a high-ticket product, so I, I guess that's in the range of, you know, $1,000 plus, 1000 to $10,000 even, um, then you don't need many of those to actually make a living and to make a business. So the scattergun approach of advertising may, may never be needed. And what my, my client that you referred to, what, what, what they're doing is they're, they're going into groups where they know their ideal client um, would hang out and they're starting conversations, starting engagement. So as an example, if you, I mean, if you want to get down to the sort of tactical level of, you know, what do you say and, you know, what do you type in the keyboard? Um, you, you might see a post where a client in a redundancy support group, for example, just to continue the, the case study from before, um, is saying, oh, you know, I've been redundant now for three months. My savings have nearly run out. Um, what's everybody doing about this? You know, what, what do you suggest I do? So my client then is a redundancy counsellor and supporter of, of people being redundant would say, um, yeah, I've got some ideas. You know, I've helped people in the past to transition from job seeking to being self-employed, you know, to starting their own business. Is that something you'd be open to talking about? And the person will come back and comment yes or no. If they comment, yeah, I've thought about it, but I'm a bit scared. I have no idea how to start a business. My client would then say in that conversation, um, "Let's let's I'll direct message you with some ideas. You know, let's jump on a on a DM." So in Facebook, then you take them out of the public group into a private direct message and say, "Hey, you know, it really resonated uh, what 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 you're saying about because I you know I've been redundant in the past and um, I've transitioned into self-employment. I'm really really happy now. Um, you know, what sort of barriers?" Uh, have you got to be in self-employed and just start a conversation like that, you know, just get into conversation. Um, and somebody who's suffering a bit like that, will be massively happy to just talk to someone, you know, just get, get a little bit of feedback. And, you know, what my client does then and successfully is very sensitively and at the point where, um, you know, that's going to resonate and the answer is going to be yes. She will say, um, well, look, you know, why don't we jump on a quick call? I've got some ideas as to how I might be able to help you. And, you know, it, it, it does involve my, my paid program, but, you know, don't worry about that at this stage. I just really want to calibrate and find a bit more about you. Let's jump on a call, um, you know, my treat, and here's the scheduling link. And just drop that scheduling link into the direct message. And, you know, 80% of the time, the client will click the scheduling link, book a call, and my client will then be in a sales call with a potential client. Now that can happen really, really quickly, Diane. This isn't a long process. And, you know, I think that one of the things that kills businesses is long lead times, you know, from conversions, in conversions, you know, from prospects to getting the money in the bank. Um, but this happens with me in my program and certainly happens with this client that I'm describing to you. She could be talking to someone four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, you know, by 4.15, she'll have them in a direct message. By 4.30, they'll have booked a sales call for the following day. And by the follow in the following morning, she'll spend an hour and 90 minutes on the phone with them. And that person will become a client. So wow. this, is, this is not a long drawn out process. And, you know, her program, and I, I know this because it's a program that we've designed together. Her program costs uh, $19.97, you know, $2,000 basically. It's a, it's an eight week support program, the joyful redundancy thing. Um, so she didn't have to have many of those conversations to make a good living. You know, right. she, she, she's broken out of a, a very kind of vague um, coaching business that she had where she was getting the occasional client to getting three or four clients a month on this program at $2,000 a time, you know. And, so and boy, there's so much that I like about this. 
not the least of which is, and I'm really hoping people hear this, is I hope so too. Having the conversation, not going in for the kill, Mm. but engaging in the conversation. Yeah, and I will will say as I will say as well, you know, an important thing here, just to just to set the record straight. If anybody's thinking, you know, oh, you know, it sounds sleazy that you know, getting people on a sales call. None of this comes from anywhere other than a position of complete authenticity and a genuine concern and care for the person you're talking to. So Marlene is only doing this because she's been made redundant. She's been through it. She knows how these people are feeling. She doesn't want anybody to get to the depth of despair that she got to. So she's coming at this from a a place, a heart-centered direction where... She only wants to save people from themselves and to get them into a, a place of, of joy and, and happiness as quickly as possible. Now, the, the, the happy side effect of that is that she gets paid. Right. But she never approaches any of these conversations, and neither do I, yeah. with, with, with money on my mind. Right. Know? Right. Because exactly. it just kills it. It kills the whole dynamic. Right. It kills the whole vibe. Really the person yeah. you're talking to knows that you're in it for yourself and not for them. But, you know, yeah. conver- conversion rates say everything. You know, I, I convert maybe 50% of the conversations I have like that into clients. The other half, I'm still friends with. I love I love the people who don't buy right. from me. I love the people who don't buy from me. They're, they're in my circle. You know, they might become clients at some point in the future. But I know that by following this process, I will enough people will pay me to, to make me a living and to make my business grow and, and thrive. So exactly. I, I, I never have a client-shaped hole in my business diet at the point where I'm talking to a potential client. You know, it's just another yeah. conversation, isn't it? Some of them will buy, some of them won't. And once you take that pressure off yourself, gee, yeah. <laughs> life becomes so much more fun. Every conversation you have is just a, a nice conversation with a friend, you know? It's, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. And you're comfortable and right. It's just so oh, much man, good. It's, it's great, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, yeah, no question. So talk to me some about uh, transitioning from being an expert to an authority because, you know, we're in this world of, thought leadership and and all that stuff but i guess what's the difference between an expert and an authority and how does someone move from one to the other well here's the thing i'm going to give you a really smart ass answer here and you're going to think wow Um, (laughs) okay yeah an expert is what you call yourself an authority is what other people call you so that's a distinguishing feature isn't it Loads of people are yeah. experts. How many websites do you see where people have called themselves, you know, client attraction expert or, you know, sales expert, sure. something like that, or five-star coaching expert or something? Yeah. Um, to be an authority, that demands that your audience says that Diane's the go-to person for X or John is the go-to guy for this, you know? And the way that you get yourself in that position is simply by showing up on a regular basis with your authentic self and demonstrating for all to see uh, that you are somebody of authority, that you're somebody of importance, that you're a person of interest in your chosen market. Um, And I do that personally by um, being friendly, being nice, being funny sometimes and go out of my way to be funny sometimes. <laughs> um, I show that I'm a three-dimensional human. You know, um, I, I do a weekly Facebook Live from my piano where I play some music for people, you know. And people engage with that, people like it, people go, and I'm sure people go, hey, you know, John is not just a coach, he can play the piano, you know that. And that's a kind of another little tick, isn't it, that makes people want to, I'm sure, hang out with Johnny at some point, you know, right. you see that all the time from interesting people, don't you? Um, I don't, I don't know if you know, Mike Dillard, uh, he's a, a coach in the States doing very right. well for himself. Um, he shows his, one of his hobbies, which is motorsport and he zooms around speedways, you know, with his helmet on and all that. 
it's just it's just a way of you know reaching out to your audience and saying you know, i'm not just here to sell you stuff i'm here to be a person of interest you know i'm some somebody that you can follow for other reasons other than you know me just trying to sell you something all the time um i think a genuine authority pillar is uh is writing stuff that people can see without you know without you being in the way of that if you like so you know live live videos are great um but i i write every single day i, I do a thing called a daily brain tattoo which is another, another crazy name that i came up with some some months back but since march last year i've done a daily brain tattoo every single day which i send to my email list so i've done about 400 of them now it must be getting them for 400 wow. Um, every single freaking day, man. And the, these are these take about a minute to read. Um, I read them out as well every single minute. So, in the podcasting world, there's a thing called a, a Alexa Flash Briefing, which is kind of a, a micro podcast, basically. So I've signed up for this, and I read out my daily brain tattoo. Um, I actually read them thirty at a time. Would you believe? So I do a month in advance. It takes me about an hour. Wow. Record them on good old Podbean. Um, Probably shouldn't mention that actually, because that's not the platform you use, is it? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, and and they go on up to the Alexa platform. People subscribe to them. They're on iTunes as well. Um, so it's a piece of content every single day that people can listen to and get to know who Johnny is, and you know if what Johnny says on a daily basis matches what they think that they need or what they feel they want, then that's another authority measure, isn't it, to, to make them think of Johnny when when they need to pay for what i do basically yeah um so i, I guess um, you know omnipotence is a big piece of <laughs> <laughs> being, being everywhere all, all the time sort of um and uh yeah just just getting out there and doing doing the work writing the book as well i mean you know my book's just just been published um on Congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. My first book. I'm really pumped about it. It's called Johnny X Marketing. The subtitle is uh, 99 Ways to Get Your Ideal Clients Chasing You uh, Without Paid Advertising, Without Working Like a Dog, or Losing Your Mind. Wow. That's, that's the subtitle. It's quite a long one, but Great. that's what I'm like. Um, so, you know, having a book, again, is another authority pillar, isn't it? People see, yeah. I mean, not, not everybody's written a book, have they? We're not all authors, although. Yeah. We've all got a book in us. So, you know, people who haven't written their book yet look to people who've already written the book and there's a, a little notch of authority there, isn't there, right, rightly or wrongly? So, you know, I think the transition from expert to authority, as I said originally, is, is you know, how people view you and why would someone regard you as an authority? Well, getting out there and being everywhere all the time, I think, and just, you know, being somebody that people see as an authority really it's a it's an it's an external thing rather than internal isn't it yeah that's great that that is great so if they just uh focus on providing their knowledge you know sharing the information that they have then others get the opportunity to see them as an authority which is how yes. they become an I, I think so definitely i don't think anybody can make themselves an authority you know yeah. it's it's yeah de de definitely and um, so, so, so something you said there as well about, uh, you know, getting out there and, 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 and being seen, you know, um, that, 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 that's definitely an important part of it. Just, just, just doing the work and, and showing up, you know, taking action yeah. every, every day in, in the midst of your ideal clients so that they can, they can see you. Yep. Yep. It's really great. Okay. Now, this is going to be like hard for me to say. You you have three eights. You say we should build into our business, and I'm fascinated to know <laughs> what that is. Just just ask that again. Sorry, Diane. You have three eights. A T E S. Like dash A T E S. Oh yeah. Well, we've already done this, haven't we? Because that's the automate, oh, we did. automate, oh, delegate, okay. and abdicate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I forgot I'd written that. I do apologise. Yeah, it's quite well, all right. We should perhaps leave, leave. We should perhaps leave this in rather than hit the edit button because uh, yeah, you know, they, they are so central. Those things, you know, and um, exactly, they're worth repeating. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. you know what we should all do in business is we should aim for the 
most impact with with the least effort with the least work yeah yeah i apologize if that sounds lazy it's not a lazy statement it's just just you're going to run out of time before you run out of ambition mostly that's what we all do isn't it you know we we are we are going to either have to retire or we're going to have to give up for whatever reason or just just going to run out of literally lifetime um so the time that we've got we need to spend the most efficiently as possible don't we so the biggest impact for the least effort just seems to me like something that we should write on a big board and have it have it on the wall in front of our eyes every minute of every day and those three eights you know automate delegate and abdicate should be it should be a driving force you know it should be running through our veins like blood on a daily basis shouldn't it yeah, and I really love that statement about we're going to run out of time before we run out of ambition. Mm. And th- that is the reason. That is so great. If for no other reason, that is the reason to make sure that you're doing those three things. Yeah, de- de- definitely, definitely, definitely. There's yeah. always stuff left to do, you know. Yeah. I mean, j- j- just think, you know, all the obituaries you read, you know, of people who've, yeah. who've made an impact you just know they could have done so much more, couldn't they? They, 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 yeah. they you know, they, they weren't finished. They weren't finished at all. Right. And, you know, particularly, right. you know, we're, we're fond in society of saying, you know, he died too young, you know, gone too soon. And that applies to pretty much everybody, really. Yeah. You know? yeah. Very, very few people who die completely fulfilled and satisfied and everything. So... You know, here's the thing, just work towards that every day, you know, and just just get the biggest impact you can with the time you've got. And, uh, you know, building this this automate, delegate, abdicate philosophy into, into every action is just so powerful. And it, it changes everything once you understand it. Boy, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, my gosh, I mean, I, I this has been so great. This is. Thank you. It really, and, and for so many reasons, because it gives people like a whole different view of marketing, in, in my opinion. I think it shows it in a way that is not only doable, but enjoyable, if I can even say that about marketing, because it's more natural. Mm. You know, it's just more. Well, isn't, isn't it interesting just, as well? So, sorry to cut across you. Yeah. Story, but isn't it interesting as well that, that you and I have talked very little about marketing? Yeah. I mean, we haven't, you know, we haven't used words like funnel, like right. Twitter, <laughs> like campaign, you know. Thank God. This stuff isn't in, in, in the lexicon, is it, in, in yeah. our discussion? Yeah. And yet, you know, I, I would think, you know, when we play this back, we, we'll, we, we'll see a template for a thriving business without discussing any of that stuff. And exactly. I, 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 you know, you might wonder why that is. It's probably because the, the stuff that people think of as marketing is actually not that important and not that significant. Because if you, if you get all the other really important stuff in place, you know, the gold stuff, the, the aluminum stuff kind of takes care of itself, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Which I think is one of the reasons why I really like this because – it, it's it's getting out there and creating that awareness and exposure for your business without thinking about marketing, yes. just being right, just, just yes. engaging yes. and yes. connecting, which is really the way to grow a business. So, yeah. so right, we don't need all of this. Um, I was going to say mumbo jumbo. Mm. Uh, you know, industry speak sort of thing. And that's another reason why I think this is, it's like when I talk about sales and I say, okay, you know what? You can't sell anything. So just stop. Just hmm. meet people, get to know them and they'll buy from you, but only if they really need what you have to sell yeah, and only when they really need it. So just let it go. Just, yeah. And, you know, you know, although we're talking about, um, you know, transformation professionals, uh, coaches, trainers, therapists, freelancers, I would challenge anyone to find a sector or a niche or a kind of business where this philosophy wouldn't work. You, know, mm-hmm. where you, where you couldn't apply this. Um, yep. You know, so any, anybody listening who, 
you know, and, and, and you know, thank goodness for these these businesses because we all need them. You know, in transport, in manufacturing, in you know, home improvements, you know, anything at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, j- just just listen back to what Diane and I discussed today, and ask yourself, how can I apply that to my business? Because it doesn't matter whether you're selling physical products or you know more ephemeral services. Um, all, all this stuff works, you know. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's just right. it's just at the heart of, of of everything in business, I think. Yep, yep, I agree. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. It really it doesn't matter what it is you're selling. It, it's what it, it's your mindset and your approach, and um, and so this is so great because I think it gives all of those people who at the beginning of this conversation we were talking about how so many small business owners hate this whole concept of marketing. Well, yeah. this just you know, gave them the freedom to not even worry about that or think about that and just interact in a way that, you know, and, and the three pillars know the value that they bring, you know, the, the solution that they provide, who they provide it for and how, and that's it. It just, it boils it down and just makes it so much easier to deal with. Mm -hmm. In case you think I'm, I'm, I'm just a, 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 a smart-ass Brit, I will tell you it's taken me 20 years to get to this point of of doing everything that you could imagine that was wrong and difficult and clunky and non-productive and you know so it's it's a it's an evolution, isn't it? It's an evolution. Yeah. We, if if you're open to learning, you'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, I'd love to help any of you, any of your listeners, right now to accelerate that that learning curve and and get there as quick as quickly as we can. Well, that's so great. So, in in the interest of that, will you tell mm. them, you know, how they can find you, how they can get your book, uh, just you know, everything with with links and everything, so they can reach out. Yeah, sure. I mean, and if if they do nothing other than write the three words, Johnny hates marketing. So J O N N Y. There's no H in it, no huh. So Johnny hates marketing. So that's the dot com. Uh, that's the Facebook group. That's also the name of my book. So they can type that into the Amazon search and it will come up on Amazon.com. Um, but for, for fundamentally, my signature program is called the Client Attraction Blueprint. And I'm more than happy for everyone to to you know absorb all that free value from the daily brain tattoos, which are um, subscribable on the johnnyhsmarketing.com website and uh, join the John Hates Marketing Facebook group please hang out there and you know meet all the other wonderful transformation professionals who are in that group already uh, and of course go, go and have a look at the book download it it's uh, it's not expensive on Kindle these days um, but f- fundamentally to get the real impact and for me to work with you and help you the client attraction blueprint is now open for the July intake, which is going to be kind of mid July. We'll, we'll agree a date once we get people registered. Um, but that's a 12 week guided coaching program where basically we build your thriving practice, build a blueprint for your thriving practice, um, incorporating all of the stuff that Diane and I have talked about today. So, uh, you know, I'd love to uh, hear from as many people as possible who want to jump on that, on that, uh, that program with me in July or later. So yeah, bring it on. And the starting point is the johnnyxmarketing.com website where you can in- inquire about that. Terrific. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. It's my pleasure. And, that, that's uh, the longest half hour I've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It went a little longer. Well, it was such a great conversation. Oh, you know, we, we go uh, on, don't we? We do go on. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, it's important. I also want to thank the listeners and our sponsor. Uh, Remember to visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to get your free trial of audible.com as well as a free audio book. Continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together 
through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.